Hunter Davidson from Wolverine Sports TV, from the Wolf Sports TV podcast. Not to be confused with Hunter Dickinson, the <laughs> Michigan basketball recruit. However, as far as I'm aware, Hunter, you are about the same height and same basketball ability as Hunter Dickinson. Does that sound accurate? Basketball ability, perhaps height. Uh, I'm I'm not quite seven one. Uh, I would okay. I think I'm about six eight and three quarters. Uh, oh, okay, for sure. I'm hoping for a late growth spurt, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> Honestly, it's funny you say that because ever since I watched the. Uh, the the Dennis Rodman documentary so before even the last dance when the Dennis right. Rodman documentary came out he spoke about how between ages like 19 to 20 he grew like nine inches yeah I'm still hoping that's gonna happen for me <laughs> yeah, Honestly, I'm right in that I, spot right now my, my walk-on senior campaign I think is <laughs> it's pretty strong but I it feel could like be very nine exciting. inches could really could really, really help be. me out that's <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for anyway yeah Okay, so on, on today's episode, Hunter and I are going to break a couple of things down. We're going to start things off, though, by talking about the MVP discussion that is currently going on within the NBA. Yeah. So, Hunter, I, yeah. as you're the guest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you uh, yeah. speak your truth, uh, right. so to speak. Well, Go ahead. here's my thing about the, the NBA MVP award, and I... And it's become so politicized lately. Wouldn't you at it least has, agree with that, Josh? I would definitely agree with that. Because in my opinion, the NBA MVP award should go to the best player in the NBA every single year. Obviously, that's not happened. Otherwise, oh, so, sorry, I thought I didn't realize you thought that Kawhi was going to win MVP. I thought you were going to oh, talk about LeBron. Oh, Josh, Josh, oh. Josh, hold on, oh. hold on, buddy. <laughs> but but obviously, that's not the case. The point I was making was Michael Jordan would have like 19 MVP awards if that was the case yeah. they can't give it to the best player in the in the league every year. Yeah. Now here's the thing is LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world. And he has been for what year is it? 2020? It's 2020. I'd say he's probably been the uh best basketball player in the world for about 8 years now. Yeah. I I'll give yeah. you that. 8 years sounds good. Now, we'll, we'll ignore the 2011 playoffs. We'll, we will not. Yeah, that's why I kind of made it eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't really yeah. want to bring that up. Yeah. Now, Giannis, the season he's had is ridiculous. He's doing crazy things out on the floor. Um, and who else is really? Because all I've really seen is people talking Giannis, LeBron, Giannis. That, LeBron. That's really the discussion is uh, Giannis and LeBron. I think you could make a case for Harden. I think that really. I the, think James Harden probably yeah, needs I, to be in that conversation. I think the only thing that really slows him down is that I think that. Uh, I, I mean, I feel bad for James Harden because he's like a phenomenal talent, but people really right. focus a lot on the downside of his game as opposed to everything <laughs> right. that he does do right. So, yeah. With Harden, he had that stretch this season where he just shot like twelve percent brick from three man. for just like yeah. an extended period of time. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that really hurts his case. Other than that, I think um, the the two other players who I believe you can make a case for, I don't think they deserve to win, but I think that you can make a case for Luca, just like bringing bringing the Mavs into the playoffs yeah. in the second season, yeah. averaging okay. nearly a 30-point triple-double. And then the other guy that I yeah. think you can make a case for is Damian Lillard, actually. I, I consider Dame probably the most underrated superstar in the NBA. I will absolutely agree with that. That man does not get the props I, he needs. I love, yeah, I love watching Damian Lillard. I think that he is so fun. Uh, and he's also just like a walking bucket. He's great in the clutch. Yeah. Like there aren't. If I'm 
down two, and I need a three to win, and I have ten seconds left on the clock, there aren't that many players who you would put in front of Damian Lillard for who you want taking that shot. I don't know if there are any. If, if I need a three, I, I'm probably putting it in Damian Lillard or Steph Curry's hands. Probably yeah, Damian probably, Lillard. I, I'd say, honestly, and, and LeBron, too, because LeBron's great in the clutch. A lot yeah. of people would say that people bring up past years. Most playoff buzzer beaters of all time. Exactly. So definitely the case to be made. But I think that really our discussion is Giannis, Giannis and LeBron. LeBron. And, yeah. and the other thing I will make is another guy that I think doesn't deserve it but could probably be in the conversation is Anthony Davis. And I think that's oh, the yeah. thing probably holding LeBron back from really being a uh, uh, – a really, really, really strong contender is that he's playing with another MVP caliber player, and it's hard to give the MVP to someone who's playing with an MVP. That is where I, I think... I agree. Yeah, that is where I think that Giannis will win it. Um, but I just keep coming back to the head-to-head matchups between the Bucks and the Lakers this year, and LeBron was babying Giannis on the court. Uh, no, he was Joshua. I, I don't he know. He babied that man, dude. Giannis could not handle him down low. Hey, LeBron was hey, giving him the business on one, the What about that one Bucks Lakers game where Giannis went like he hit like four threes and there was yeah. nothing the Lakers could well, do about it? Well, yeah, that, the problem is once Giannis gets that three point clip dialed in, he's going to be the guy yeah. that absolutely yeah. should be getting the MVP every year and mm-hmm. probably won't. And the other thing is. Did Giannis won the MVP last season, correct? That is correct. And how often do they give out back-to-back MVP awards? It's very only a uh, there's not that many players who have done it. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty limited number. Very small amount. So for yeah. that reason, I think uh, LeBron might have a little extra push. But um, you know, it's 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 fun. It's fun to to put them head to head and see kind of the the future of the league. Here's where I take issue with the the LeBron case because this is what LeBron okay. does it toward the end of every year and it bugs me all the time. Okay. So I don't know exactly whether LeBron says to the Lakers in the locker room or whether he says to his his agent or whatever like, okay, it's time to get this media ball rolling. Like we gotta we gotta start bringing me up in these MVP conversations more <laughs> because here's genuinely what happened. Giannis was the okay. According to pretty much everyone, Giannis was the, undi- yeah, the clear front runner. Uh, yeah. leader for MVP until we got to about three weeks before the NBA shut down. The cancellation. So yeah. what happened there was Giannis got injured or like a minor injury. He was going to be out for probably like two weeks. LeBron was yeah. really, really rounding into form, and the Lakers looked pretty much unstoppable at that point. Yeah. I think that if the season had carried on as usual – I think that it would be really difficult, and I, I think that there could be a significantly bigger case for LeBron being the MVP. However, that didn't happen. So now what we have, because right. the NBA announced that like, these eight seeding games aren't going to count, in fact, the media are voting on it like right now, basically. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. I, the, the issue that I have with it is that at every Lakers media availability, a new Laker brings up the fact that they think LeBron should win with MVP like Danny Green yeah. talks about <laughs> Frank Frank Vogel makes his statement like oh well I think LeBron should win MVP and Anthony Davis should win defensive player of the year it's like yeah well every coach would probably say that too well yeah, yeah. They, they're but your guys, guys. So they, yeah. they start this little media thing and then you start seeing it on first take every day they got to talk about is it Giannis is it LeBron you talk about it on Sports Central. these things the the argument 
that's made me the most mad is the push I've seen for Zion for Rookie of the Year. And it's not okay, because yeah, – that, that is stupid. It's ridiculous. And, I, and I, I get it from the actual NBA app, Rookie of the Year, Ja or Zion. And I'm like, yeah. Zion played hard for the eight games he was out there. But if yeah. if it's for somehow, some way, doesn't end up to Ja, that's a, a travesty. I, I, don't, I don't actually think – I don't think Zion should be second either. Right. Uh, Kendrick Nunn? I actually think that Zion should be fourth. I think that it should go uh, Ja. Uh, I think that it should then go Kendrick Nunn. Then I think it should be Brandon Clark from the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. And then I think it should be Zion. Because Clark was yeah. an important piece of a playoff team or a yeah. potential playoff Probably team. Probably playoff team, And he yeah. played the entire season. So, like, is Zion a better player? Yeah, duh. But, like, he, he didn't right. – he played, yeah, such limited minutes. Eight games, yeah. Yeah, um, so like ridiculous. And do you believe that the the reason or the the way that the bubble teams were chosen was in a way to get the Pelicans into the bubble? I think it was the only reason. <laughs> like <laughs> there, there was no other reason. I'm looking at these teams and yeah. I'm like, Washington's going to yeah, be there? The lo- <laughs> what? what was the logic behind? Okay, yeah, let's invite the Kings, Spurs. Yeah, oh my god, the, dude. I keep forgetting that the Suns are in the bubble. I, I saw, like, Devin Booker's Instagram story popped up, yeah. and I was like, oh, my God, Devin Booker and the Suns are in the bubble. Like, I don't... Wow. I, I what the hell are they doing there? I, it's funny. Do you remember that small... Sorry. Do you remember that small period at the beginning of the season when the Suns were, like, second in the West? I do like, remember 13 that. 13 games in, right everyone before, was like, oh. Yeah, right before DeAndre Ayton's drug suspension is what yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, they, according to uh, the NBA's power index right now, have less than a 0.1% chance of making the eight seed. So why are they there? Is my question. Yeah, they're there same, for Zion. Same with the Wizards. Those Zion clicks. The Wizards don't have, They don't have their top three scorers, and they are in the bubble. <laughs> we get to watch yeah, Rui th- Hashimura and Mo Wagner go to town yeah. on some teams. Yeah, baby. That's it. That's I. Did you see Rui give uh, the claw that bucket oh, the other oh, day? Oh boy, did I! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. So <laughs> I. Yeah, I th- no, I think that the only reason that the especially the whole the play in tournament thing is only yeah. there in case the Pelicans are in the ninth Zion seed and not there. in the eight yeah. seed. I think the funniest Absolutely. scenario would be the Pelicans take the eight seed, the Grizzlies take the ninth seed, and then Ja win like the Grizzlies Wins, win both yeah. games and they knock out Zion and they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. That's the funniest scenario I see in my head. That would be funny. But also like I would love to see the Lakers versus the Pelicans in the first round, but I I'm a big Jaw guy. I've loved watching Jaw all mm-hmm. year. He's been so fun so to watch. I, he, one thing I would say though, oh my God, Jaw, please la- learn to land on two feet, dude. Dude, he, he's, you gotta he's stop begging doing that. for a knee to just buckle a out D-Rose. of place. Yeah, yeah. It, he's begging for a it's D-Rose. tough. It's scary, dude. He, the way that he like. Fly. He's like almost horizontal <laughs> when he's dunking. It's, yeah. it's absurd. <laughs> it's so funny to watch, but it's he needs to learn. And it's it's mind blowing to watch. How do you jump that high? It doesn't make sense, dude. I trust me, I've been playing basketball sense. almost every day of quarantine. I've yeah. been trying to work on my vert, that and I I can tell you I'm probably about an inch closer to dunking as I was. Nice. Uh, but that is still not 
not close. We're touching. So are we I, touching rim? We touching oh, rim? Oh, oh, we're, we're touching rim. Let's go. We're touching rim. Oh, let's go. That that is all. There there is right, nothing. Yeah. There is nothing more than that. But yeah, Jar, please, for the love of God, please, for the love of your knees, learn to land on yeah. two knees, please. Oh, not yeah. on two knees, two feet. You know what I'm saying. Two feet. But <laughs> what? Anyway, back to our MVP discussion. Yes. Okay. So the, the issue that I have with LeBron as MVP is I think that people bring up all of these stipulations for why LeBron now... Because the thing is, I will at- I will admit to the fact, LeBron deserves way more MVPs than he than he has. He should have, like, five, at least. Yeah. Thing yeah. is, here's where I draw the line. So people bring up, like, oh, no one's ever done this before at his age. I think that should be completely irrelevant. I think Not that... Not true. I just Not think true. that... I don't think your age should matter in an MVP discussion. It makes okay. it more impressive, sure. but it's not called yeah. the most valuable player in accordance to their age. Yeah, scaled. Because here's the issue that I take with that is you can say, okay, LeBron's body, it's significantly older than Giannis's. It's had more wear and tear. But then for the same reason that you have, like, Kawhi will load manage. And the reason that Kawhi load manages according right. to doctors is because he has a degenerative condition in his in his knees like so it, it's not sure. just the fact that he's resting for the playoffs he has a condition whereby the more he plays on his knees the worse they're gonna get and there's nothing he can yeah, do about that just, so yeah. in my mind it's like right. well why isn't Kawhi in the mvp discussion his yeah, highest points per game he's ever too. averaged, highest assists per game he's ever averaged. You could argue that he's the best defender in the league. There's, and Still, he's doing yeah. that while on a degenerative knee condition. In my mind, yeah. that's equivalent to age. I So I don't see why LeBron gets props for that and sure. Kawhi gets knocked down. Yeah. It. Kawhi gets trashed. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. And I have a question related to that, which is, do you think 82 games is too long for an NBA season? Oh god, that's a great question. Um I think that God, is 82 games Cuz it long feels for like it feels like um you know, there's a lot of games in there that do not really matter. You know, you catch a you catch a January Hornets versus goddamn Grizzlies game, you're like this what like what's yeah. going on here? Why are we playing this for game? Sure. And I, I, I think the length of the season is fine, but I, I think you could you could spread that out, you know, spread spread 52 games out in the same period or even less. And, like, you know, everything feels more important. You know, you, you're not probably pulling it. I'm assuming the main reason is money. You're not getting the commercials. You're not getting the ticket sales. But, you know, those guys are going to be playing hard every single game now. You might, you know. I think it might make it more exciting, might take out these load management and uh, wear and tear issues that we keep seeing. I I agree. I think that the only issue with it is you have, like, the old heads from yeah. the NBA oh who will, will never allow never, anyone yeah. to – it's like, oh, my God. Jordan played, played 82. 82 games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan played 82 games. Jordan, yeah. Jordan never took a day off in his goddamn yeah. life. <laughs> so I think that, that that's the only issue because, yeah, I think you could take it down to 75 and it would be yeah. fine. I think that, like, 75 is a good number. Um Okay. What exactly were we talking about exactly when I just I don't remember, to, but to I do have Jordan. something that I want to talk to you cuz I think 
I think Giannis probably will win the MVP award, and I think when he wins it, sure. it'll be rightfully deserved. I also think LeBron mm-hmm. should win it. Right. My my okay. Before we jump into what you're gonna say, my only other argument that I had to say quickly for why I don't think that LeBron deserves MVP is another thing that people like to bring up for why they think LeBron deserves this is because oh well LeBron decide like LeBron played defense again <laughs> this year he hasn't done he hasn't done that in the regular season for for years like LeBron oh my god LeBron's playing defense again. Yeah. My argument is that you know Giannis never stopped playing right. defense, so I don't understand why we've got to credit LeBron for that. When you could argue that Giannis was the best defensive he could probably player be in that in the league. He could probably be in that DPOY discussion for sure. Right, exactly. So I think that he's in that discussion at least, and he's put up offensive numbers that have literally never been done in, in history before. Well, what's he was he shooting insane. over sixty percent from the field or around that yeah. clip? Yeah, that's... it's around it's around sixty percent from the field. Nuts. Uh, it's it's ridiculous, and it, he doesn't seem to have any sign of slowing down. Ah, that man's an animal. What I would say is that I think that LeBron is the better basketball player, and in the playoffs, I 100% want LeBron on my team more than I want yeah. Giannis on my team. Yeah, I exactly. fully agree with that. I just think that you can't deny what Giannis did. Like I, lo- I know Lakers fans love to say, like, Oh well, other than other than Anthony Davis, the the top five player in the league that he is, LeBron didn't even have any help this year. Like other than the fact that he completely constructed a new team right. around himself, made pretty much GM'd that team. Yeah, I, no, think I he, agree. Yeah, he a hundred percent GM'd the team. So I and, think uh, that, like, I mean, Giannis had another All Star next to him, but it's Chris Middleton. That's not Anthony Davis. <laughs> like, it's Chris yeah, Middleton sure. and Eric Bledsoe, and then a couple of others. And Brooke like, Lopez learned how to shoot the three. Exactly. So he's got, uh, you know, Giannis <laughs> has a good supporting cast, but it's, you know, yeah. I think that they're pretty, they're pretty similar, all things considered. Um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, that's that's basically all I all I, I have to say. That's the MVP discussion. That's all I have to say on the matter. So. I just wanted to get your thoughts super, super quick on that Nuggets lineup we saw the oh, other day. Yes. Jokic at oh, point yes. and Bull Bull at the three. Yeah. Is that a feasible lineup that we could actually see starting playoff uh, games? I think, think so. I just about lost my shit when I saw point guard Nikola Jokic come up on my screen when, <laughs> was I, was, when so I was watching. Dope. But so I actually dope. do think that, that that is an obviously the issue there is like Jamal Murray is like well what the fuck I'm the point guard of this team yeah. but also really what it's hell? Jokic yeah. so I guess you slide Jamal Murray to the shooting guard position I guess that is what too, you do yeah um so I I think that it's definitely a viable lineup I think that I think that oh I I don't even know what to say about it other than that it's just beautiful to watch right. it's like. It's a just wonderful when Bull Bull is getting blocks Dude, and then shooting threes in transition. That transition play because I know exactly which one you're talking about. Where he yeah. gets that block, block. He like, he he he's like a gazelle Bounds when he runs. Down the he's court. Like, it it looks wrong <laughs> when he runs with a basketball. It's like yeah, I've no. never seen anyone. It's because I think it's because his dribble is so high that it just looks super high, weird. Yeah. Um, and it looks like every plant he makes with his foot, his legs might yeah, just Yeah, it's, it's entirely out. possible that that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boom. We're in it. Quick time player it is. We're, we're going for it. Okay. Oh, yeah, baby. Sweet. We're going for it. Great. Yeah. So we're in. Uh, back to it. So, right. yeah, uh, the Nuggets. 
the Snuggets. So what I was saying is, I think um, obviously that that Warriors dynasty prevented a lot of good teams from having a shot at a chip yep. the last decade. Um, and I think the last three seasons, either Portland or Denver, could have very easily made it out of the West. And we talked about Damian Lillard already. I'm, I'm obviously very high on that Portland team, but I just think that that Denver team just um, has a little more – they're a little more well-rounded, and I think they might have a little better team chemistry. Although I am a Carmelo Anthony stan. I mm. could love him, could watch him shoot mid-range jumpers till <laughs> the day I die. <laughs> but I just think uh, Denver, especially with that death lineup, um, you know they might be a they might be a team that can make some noise. Although, you know it's LeBron James. All I want to see in in life is all I care about is getting to watch the Houston Rockets small ball lineup Houston, against Denver. the the Denver oh, big man. ass lineup. That's all Dude, I want. If we got a Houston Denver series, that would. Be magical. It would, be it would magical. just be insane. I think what, watching yeah. the things that Ball Ball does, it's like ridiculous. It, I, there was like a point where Jokic lobs this like full length, like full court pass down to Ball <laughs> yeah. in the paint, and it's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, yeah, I've heard it's like for months we've just been hearing uh, people talking about like uh, the the NBA, like it's going small, like you can wave goodbye to centers yeah. and stuff, and it's like. Well, like, what if you could play a small ball system yeah. in the sense that people, everyone's going to shoot threes, but yeah. everyone is also seven but feet all tall. all of our players are yeah. huge. Like, yeah. That sounds like a good plan to big me. Big guys aren't going away. Yeah, big guys are just getting better. Yeah, like, yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, that. And, but the other thing I would really want to see is I want to see that Trailblazer team play Russell Westbrook in the Rockets. I would love, I to, see, love to see that. You know. I want to see if Russell can get some revenge. I love watching Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook talk shit to each other. It's amazing. I think that might be, you know, besides Patrick Beverly and, like, everyone, (laughs) probably the most exciting, like, shit-talking rivalry in the league. Um, So if we get one of those matchups, I'll be really happy. Yeah, I I don't know when we'll get the Russell Westbrook diss track that Dame will drop, but you you got to think that if Russell Westbrook is bounced out of the playoffs by Damian Lillard again, you yeah, got to think that Dame coming. releases a diss track at that point. Like, oh that's my God, for sure. great with that. For be. sure. <laughs> Apparently, Dame is working on music in the bubble, so who, who knows? Maybe he'll just be yeah, dropping Yeah, I saw styles. that. Yeah, the bubble mixtape. Yeah, it's, it's going to go crazy. Um, uh, what else? Okay, so the only other matchup that I'd want to see, I guess, uh, like, the Rockets are the team Lakers to watch, Clippers. apparently. Yeah. Lakers Clippers, but I actually really want to watch Rockets Thunder if that happens. Is what? Yeah, I agree. Chris, that was those were fun games this yeah, year. Yeah, really fun. The Thunder was such a fun team to watch this year. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Paul, I I didn't think the Thunder were going to make the playoffs this year. Me either. I thought, I thought that gonna he was going to demand a trade, like which is yeah. hard to do because he obviously has such a fat <laughs> yeah. contract, huge contract. But also, like it kind of begs the question. It's like, well, I actually, was that trade for the Thunder, like, I think this was the best possible outcome for them. Outcome, like, for sure. No yeah. one thought when, you know, the Rockets acquired Russell Westbrook that it was like, oh, wow, great move by the Thunder. Like, yeah. no, no, one, no one was like, oh, sweet, glad they did that. Yeah. But they've been super fun to watch, and I think that, like, Oklahoma City, they have absolutely crazy fans. And I think that yeah, for sure. they don't want to go into a rebuild right now, I don't think, necessarily. Yeah. So they want to keep it rolling. Keep Chris Paul And around, it seemed like they had just... Yeah. Yeah. 
it seemed like they hit that ceiling with Russell, so it made sense for the trade. And I've never really been like Chris Paul's always kind of just like gotten under my skin, I think. But um, I've loved watching Oklahoma City play this year. Yeah, for I sure. think the uh, shy. Yeah, the three point guard lineup they have of SGA, yeah. Dennis Schroeder, and Chris I don't really Paul. like Dennis Schroeder very much. Schroeder, yeah, I don't, but, I don't love him, but I think it's an interesting. Well, lineup. but I did watch that that game where Steven Adams threw that full court pass oh, yeah. to, to shoot oh, yeah. dude. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I like Steven Adams a lot. I, he's Steven a Adams is actually he's one of my favorite people in the NBA. Yeah. It, like, he seems like he a had nice that guy. interview, he was talking about what he was doing over quarantine. He was like, Oh yeah, he went back to his farm in New Zealand and they were asking <laughs> yeah, about his training. He was like, like, Oh, he's boxing out cows and stuff. That's what his <laughs> that's what his training was, which I thought was super funny. Perfect. He just seems like a Perfect. great guy. He's like when yeah. he was asked about what bubble life was like and he was like well let's make things clear this isn't syria like we're living in a resort yeah. like it's right <laughs> dude there's water yeah, slides exactly. on our balconies so i think that i know i think steven adams is great and I, I really like the thunder team i think they i in the podcast episode that i just recorded of breaking down all of the all the different teams in the bubble i said that the thunder were like the heat of the west like they did interesting they did i like that better than everyone expected them to they kind of have one kind of unconventional superstar so to speak and Mm -hmm. they're probably seated a little bit better than they actually are as a team yeah for sure they've both performed to like what i would consider their max potential for this season yeah yeah, I definitely agree with that. But how about our boy Duncan Robinson, though? Oh, huh? my Lord. How about Dun- our boy Duncan See, Robinson? I, one thing that I cannot believe, if you had told me that I'd be saying this two years ago, I would have, I would not have known what you to say. You said, shut the hell up. You could, you could make an argument that Duncan Robinson is one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA right now. There is an argument yeah, to be made. You could made. make that argument pretty easily. Like, yeah. So... That's just that's awesome. It's it's awesome. That's awesome. I'm like I'm just I'm just happy for the guy because he seems like a good guy and it yeah he's gonna have a place on an NBA team for Probably, the next ten yeah, years for ten fifteen like, years. Yeah. He just keeps doing that's all he needs. That to stroke's do. not gonna go away. Yeah. It. I love that quote from him too when they someone asked him what it was like getting back into shooting like coming into the bubble and he was like shooters don't forget how to shoot. All right. Bro, I'm a shooter, yeah, bro. What exactly. do you mean? He's just, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to forget how to shoot in one dude month. Dude is automatic <laughs> from behind the line at this Every point. time it leaves his yeah. hand. I'm like, it's oh, like, it's is it gonna? It's probably yeah, going it's in. in. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that Miami team is really – I love – I've always loved Jimmy Butler. Me too. I love guys that I'm, talk so much shit. Oh, yeah. Like, that's my favorite thing. I'm very high and, on Jimmy um, Butler. Yeah. That dude, I think, probably is just right behind Kawhi and Giannis as, as the top two-way guys. In the NBA not and not to Davis. mention, just I actually, I don't know if everyone will see what I'm saying here, but I see parts of, and I mean, I don't mean game, I mean like mentality. Right, sure. I see parts of Michael Jordan and Jimmy Butler. And yeah, I was gonna say Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah, in the sense that he is so dedicated to his craft, he is he is going to be the hardest worker on his team, no matter who's with him, and yeah. he just doesn't care what anyone else thinks of him anyone and he's gonna take the big shots because jimmy butler didn't have a good shooting season this year but you best believe in the playoffs ball is going to be ball is going to be in butler's hands it's going to be like the Sixers last year when they were playing against the raptors 
Ben Simmons and Embiid were standing around not to know, didn't know what to do with themselves. Who had the ball? Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy. That, yeah, that would be a uh, great matchup, too. Fun to watch. Heat Sixes. Yeah. Heat Sixes would oh, be a yeah, lot be of great. fun. They hate each other. Oh, yeah. They hate each other. I think... What's the dude that knows uh, James Johnson? The dude that's yes. like a black belt or whatever? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see him suplex someone. But that, at the same time, though, like, it seems like Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid are kind of friends. And, like, like friends. I yeah, think that... We can, like, die. I'm honestly, like, this episode is just a lot of fun to talk about basketball. Yeah. So we can go down these routes. Yeah. So I think that right now, so the, the Sixers, to talk about them, because they're fascinating as a team, because they're the sixth seed in the East right now, which is way lower than they wow. should be. Yeah. They wow. have yeah. the best record in the league at home. They, they've only lost one home game this season, but then they're a, they're a 500 team on the road. <laughs> Shit, on the road. So, Interesting. Which is, I did not know which, those Yeah, it, it's hilarious to look at. And I think part of it is because they had such poor spacing through the year. Because uh, <laughs> all the time on the court, they would have Ben Simmons, Al Horford, and Joel Embiid. Which is like... Yeah, everyone's in the paint. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just see how much we can clog the paint in one go. Because like the idea was like Al Horford was gonna space the floor, but it's like yes. it's like I get the <laughs> okay. idea, but he's still yeah he's still a center. So though. now for the <laughs> for the bubble, they're playing Simmons at power forward, so they can bring in Shake Milton at the starting point guard position. Yeah, baby, stretches Shake, baby. stretches the floor out. Simmons and Embiid aren't getting in each other's way so much anymore. And on top of that, Simmons is actually seemingly willing to at least shoot threes now, which yeah, is all he that's needs been to interesting. do. But and and Joel needs to shoot less threes. Can we agree on that? I think he's pulling up when he has no business to pull up. I think that it's hilarious because I don't think if you're playing the Sixers, nothing could be better for you than if Joel makes a three early in the game because yeah, he's going to be pulling like, up yeah. all night. <laughs> yeah. jo- if Joel starts the game <laughs> one for one on threes, you best believe he's shooting nine yeah. for the rest, like yeah. for the rest of the game. Like jo- Joel Embiid, he sees that first one go in, and he is like, "I am Steph Curry. I yeah, I'm gonna just make them all." Yeah, <laughs> so I I agree with you. Joel definitely needs to calm down his three point shooting. Like, let's leave that to the guys who are I don't know yeah. six six and below. And how about a how about uh, Matisse Tybel? He's been a fun guy to watch Love come him. into his game here. Love him. Yeah, he's been really fun to watch. Love watching his vlogs on YouTube. Oh, I've not seen You his haven't vlogs. seen Oh my god, so he's no. he's been vlogging his entire time in the bubble. And it's that it's a really fun, yeah. interesting insight into what's going on with the teams and the sixes and stuff. And he edits it all himself. He's actually a very talented nice. young dude. But yeah, I agree. I think that he has great uh, defensive potential, obviously. He doesn't have much of an offensive game. Yeah, he's all game, over the place on but, defense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually... It's very rare, Hunter, that I sit down and watch defensive highlights, but I <laughs> sat down and watched several Matisse Thibel yeah. defensive highlight videos from the past year. Yeah. And, yeah, the dude's he's all over the place. Exciting. He, like, gives me, like, Kawhi vibes in that defense. Like, mm-hmm. he's just everywhere. He never gives up. No, absolutely yeah. not. So I think that... But anyway, what I'm going to say with the Sixers is, because I think that my question for you really is, at what point do you not blow up this Sixers team? Uh, I was about to say, blow the whole thing up. Here's the thing. You have Ben Simmons and you have Joel Embiid. My first question for you is, if you are the GM of the 76ers, which one of those guys are you keeping? Because at a point, they're probably going to have to get rid of them unless this postseason goes phenomenally and, like, they make the finals. 
And right. th- I guess the second question that really I guess you should answer first is, do you give this do you give this core another year, or is it after this year? Let's blow it up early. Let's get rid of one of them. Yeah, well, I think because they, have they even played in an Eastern Conference Finals yet? No, they have not. I don't. Yeah, so I think if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, um, I think Joel Embiid right now is a better player. But I, I obviously I think they're both really valuable players, and I think you got to be looking at their injury history and thinking we can't do this much longer. We might want to. I don't think you totally going to rebuild but see which one of those guys you can get the best offer for because I think I personally I would keep Joel Embiid on the team I think he's the best center in the NBA um uh right up there with Anthony Davis but I think Joel Embiid just when he can get on down low you're in for a long night um but definitely you gotta see which team you can get bites out of uh on those guys one of those guys I think you keep one and you, you try and uh, change up your, your surrounding cast around one of those guys, um, I personally would, would probably – I think you could probably get a better bite on Ben Simmons in the offseason. I, I agree. I think that you could get better trade offers for Simmons. I, I, the thing is, though, I feel like if you're going to rebuild around either one of them, you basically need the same people around them because you just surround them with yeah. shooters and you just go for it. Yes. So yeah, I think I agree with you. If I'm the Sixers, I think I keep – I think I keep Embiid because I think that Embiid has, I think he has the potential to be the best player in the league. I think that he yeah, has I would he's agree shown with that. shades of that. Uh, I think that both of them are like kind of weird, sulky babies a lot of the time. It's <laughs> yeah, like, dude, they kind of seem soft. Yeah, I wouldn't want to start my franchise around either of them, but I think if I was going to start no them way, around yeah. one, it would be Embiid. But because I think you could you could pull off some really nice trades giving away Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think definitely, that... especially and but I think don't you agree that if if you wait two or three more seasons, especially if if uh, Simmons is showing that he's not expanding his game, he's not improving that jump shot, like that this is the peak Ben Simmons we're gonna get. I think you know his trade value will start to go down. I I years. agree. I think the world is still very hot on Ben Simmons right now, and yeah. not wrongfully so because he's great for for real. Like, he's he's legit. Like yeah. it should be a point. Forward. He should be in the power forward yeah. slot, and you let him facilitate from inside the paint when he needs to. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't need to be dribbling up the ball from the backcourt. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't need to be happening for sure. But right. yeah, I th- I think I agree with you that I'm I'm trying to think like if you're the Sixers, who is it that you want to surround Joel Embiid with? Like who are sort of some great uh, shooting guys in the league that you'd probably want to pick up and like. Where Ben Simmons would even go, I don't know who has the assets to necessarily make a yeah, trade for Ben pull Simmons. Off that move. Yeah. Um, I could see I could see a guy like C.J. McCollum. Oh yeah, fitting in really well in Philadelphia. I th- I could see a a Chris Paul playing really well in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean you're t- you're talking about a lot of tough to move contracts really when you get down to yeah it. <laughs> uh well i'm saying chris paul's going to the knicks in the offseason that's my interest my hot take do on you, chris paul wow yeah wow do, do knicks fans are knicks fans thinking that oh, i think knick fans can think whatever they want it's never what <laughs> if, if a knicks fan thinks something is going to happen it's it's not going it's not it happening. instantly yeah. ends that ch- as soon as one knicks th- fan says Hey, maybe we'll get this guy. They will not get that guy. He's not going. So I think I think Chris Paul just because New York needs some kind of star, and especially because uh, they just something. hired Tom Thibodeau, 
Like, that dude yeah, is not did, a yeah. rebuild coach. And really, there's no talent in New York right now. I'm not no. none. Not quite Kevin none. Knox. Kevin Knox. Oh, Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. Robinson. RJ Barrett will be fine as an NBA player. I don't think I don't think he's ever going to be an All Star. He shoots the ball like horrifically. Like not in terms of his. Do you form. think Cam Rad- Do you think Cam Reddish will be better than RJ Barrett? Yeah, I do think that. I still don't think Cam Reddish is going to be like phenomenal, but I think that he will be better right. than RJ Barrett. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm just gonna. I want to roll it into this. I want to. I want to because we've kind of started yeah, yeah. alluding to it. I want to play the game that I, I mentioned to you at the top. So, and before we start, I, I mentioned this to you. So, when I went on my vacation to the UP in Michigan, when I was driving and I was bored, I like to play the game with myself of if I was the GM of this team, what I would, what would I be trying to do this offseason? Right. So, I figure you you know the Pistons pretty well. So I do. Unfortunately for you, so. I figured we would play this game because I have my thoughts on what I think the Pistons should be doing this offseason. But I'd like to know what, what if you're the GM right now, Hunter, they announce the Pistons make a statement. Hunter Davidson is the new general manager He's, of the Detroit Pistons. What is your what, family ties, by the way? Fam- you know, my uncle owned that team I'd, for wow. like 40 years. I did not know that. Bill, Bill Davidson, dude. Look up oh, Bill Davidson. Shoot. Dog. Wow. Grandpa's brother. Yeah. Um, if I was brought in as the GM, Mainly, my options would be a little fucked up because I wouldn't have traded Andre Drummond to the Cavaliers. Uh-huh. I probably would have moved Andre Drummond because I think he would have left in the summer. But all season, I would have been on the line with San Antonio every day trying to get DeMar DeRozan mm. on the team. Because I think what, what the Pistons lack the most is a, a wing presence, a guy that can get a bucket whenever you need yeah. it. Blake Griffin has been... Uh, I've had a lot of fun watching Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize his game was so versatile. I didn't realize he handled the ball like that. I didn't realize he could shoot the ball like that. Um, he's been awesome to watch. I Derrick Rose is one of my favorite players ever. I had so much fun watching Derrick Rose. I don't think he'll come back next year, which makes me a little sad. But um, first thing I would do uh, is trade Reggie Jackson. Um, I For a couple reasons, I think he's a talented player. I don't think he's the right guy for Detroit. Um, oh, do we? No, yeah, yeah, I'm going to jump is in. He in LA? He's, he's a clipper now. We traded him. He, he yeah, has we been traded. traded. So, okay. So, good move. That part good of my move. job was easy. Then, yeah. yeah, good move yeah. by me. But I was going to say the other reason was because I met him at a Michigan football game, and he wouldn't take a picture Oh, of what me. a dick. He's like, I'm He's like, I'm eating nachos. Go away. Oh. I was like, all right. So, fuck you, yeah, Randy Jackson. Fuck you, Randy Jackson. But... Oh my God, there's a lot of work this team needs. But the first thing would be get a wing scorer like DeMar DeRozan. Um, we we have some cap space freeing up this summer. We haven't made a good uh, waiver wire move, I don't know, like since we signed Allen Iverson maybe. Yeah. I don't fucking know. We haven't, yeah. We've been so bad in free agency mm-hmm. um, because nobody wants to come play here, which is a problem. I think you need Blake Griffin on the horn recruiting dudes around the clock. Um, I think Luke Kennard is a guy that we should keep around. Um, I think he'll develop into like a J.J. Redick. Obviously, it's easy to make that comparison. Lefty, white guy, shooters. Um, But I think Kennard has really started to hit a stride this year and show that he can actually be a dude that can shoot like close to 40% from three consistently. 
Um, I also am really high on Seku Dumboya. I love the, the Seku Frenchie. Dumboya. Oh, yeah. That dude seems like he's going to be legit. Yeah. I keep him around, and I keep Christian Wood around for as long as I can. Entirely. Because I think Christian Wood could turn into our new Andre Drummond. We've done really well drafting centers and molding them. Mm-hmm. Before Drummond, we had Greg Monroe, who was really solid for us. So I don't know what we're doing to build those centers up, but I like it, and I think you keep that core of Dumboya, Kennard, and uh, uh, Christian Wood and try to bring in some some talented wing players. I would, You know who I would actually love to see there is Karis LeVert. Oh, please. That would be so nice. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. I so that's what I. Did. I like your opinions on that. I I am a fan of your of your general manager stunt. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot a couple ideas your way. And I'm okay, I'm the yeah, assistant yeah. GM. I walk into your office. Sure, 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 sure. I've had I've had these ideas, boss. I'm gonna run them by you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you're fond of Blake Griffin, but let's mm-hmm. be honest with ourselves. I don't I don't know. I or I cannot say confidently that Blake Griffin will have another productive year as a, a leading guy on an NBA team. I think that after these knee surgeries that he's been having, I think that that first year he was with the Pistons, I think that's the best we're going to get out of Blake Griffin. Yeah, it the, that the way. issue, the issue of course is that he has a fat contract, which means that no team wants to take an injury prone big contract yeah. guy so we're gonna have to give up a first round pick and that is that is a shame we're not we're not giving away yeah. this year's we're not giving away next year's because i think that next year in particular the pistons will probably have a really good pick so i say mm-hmm. we give away our 2022 first round pick with blake griffin and we just throw that out there and see what happens see who see who bites. at the very least we can free up some cap space that way then yeah his his the the crux his the real the real point that I <laughs> we free up that cap space we already have some cap space available now i think that what the pistons do is just go in hard on restricted free agents because the, there aren't a lot of high profile unrestricted free agents this offseason you go in hard on restricted free agents and you just hope that some of these smaller market teams aren't going to match some of the offers that you're going to make. Yeah. That I think that because yeah. all the Pistons I think can do is continue to draft well because they actually have been doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then go because I, I don't think any big unrestricted free agent is signing with Detroit. No way. Nobody soon. wants to come to Detroit. Yeah. Nobody wants Which to is a there. real shame. So but. so let's look. So who who do we who do we have contract coming up? We got what is there like a is there like a Donovan Mitchell? Oh, that's the, that, that's the thing. I don't think the Jazz are ever gonna give up. Um, uh, okay, let, how much money do the Jazz have? <laughs> not enough. I would. What's say, that team worth? <laughs> let's let's take a look here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up. Um, so here, here are upcoming top seventy players who could be available in the upcoming offseason, according to CBS Sports. So Freddie Van Fleet, I think, could be a sick pickup for Detroit. I think Freddie Van Fleet could yeah. be. I would like to see him. He's a hooper. He's a hooper. Uh, Joe Harris. Oh, actually, I was going to bring up this guy. I think the the Pistons should go in hard after Davis Bertans. Yeah, I was gonna say they need a they need another uh, guy. Yeah, Bertans is good. 
He can shoot the ball. Yeah, I think that um, he, he could be a good pickup. Who's another? Montrez like Harrell a, could also be a good pickup for the Pistons. Yeah, he could he could fit there. Um, Aaron, Aaron Baines. Well, I'm a big fan of his Twitter thing. Yeah, I was going to say. And he already played for us. He already played for us for a little bit. Right. Um, and I liked him there. He he was super solid off the bench when Drummond needed a rest. And and hold on, let's get back to this in a second. The other thing I would do uh, in the off season is draft Lamelo Ball. Oh well, yeah. He's on our. T- he's the new. F- he's the new face <laughs> that, of the franchise. That would be a great option. I agree with that. I think that. I think we'll end up with the fourth or fifth pick this year. You really year. think so? And you think Lamelo mm-hmm. Ball will drop to four or five? Uh yes, I think. Oh okay. Here, here's what happens. I think that actually here's what you do. Here's how you get rid of Blake Griffin too, and you can guarantee the fact <laughs> that you get Lamelo Ball is you get the fourth or fifth pick. You tag that with Blake Griffin, and you trade that yeah, for the number up. one pick in the draft. <laughs> no, 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 we don't need two one. or three, but two, two, yeah. three, yeah. Mm-hmm. So because I think Edwards will go one, and okay. I think yeah, I can see that. I I th- I think I ha- I ha- I have a. I don't know if it's homerism or hope, but I have a feeling that Lamelo Ball might be on the board at four or five. That just because I think nobody wants to. I think I honestly think Lavar may have done enough, uh, just nonsensical shit in Lonzo's first year or two to make a team be at least a little hesitant. Obviously, not enough to hurt his stock to make him fall like out of the lottery or anything. I agree. I think that. And do you think? Go ahead. Do you think LaMelo is a better NBA prospect than Lonzo? I do. I want to speak with whoever taught these boys how to shoot a basketball because... Ridiculous, yeah. The the only reason that I actually hate LaMelo Ball is that every time I watch him shoot a three, I want to take a fork and gouge out my eyes. <laughs> it's It's like... One of the jankiest shots I've ever seen in my entire. Yeah, he sh- their release points are like behind their fucking and shoulder. He and he shoots shit. with two hands, which is my biggest issue. Yeah. Is that he's like pushing the mm-hmm. ball into the basket. I've seen a lot of like yeah. shooting coaches have like tried to break it down, and like the general theory is that they started Lamelo playing with a full size basketball way too early. When he was like so two, that's why he <laughs> yeah. shoots like that. But I. I, I think that that could be the ideal situation because, one, at the very least, LaMelo Ball's going to sell tickets for the Pistons. Like, yeah, he's going to put butts, butts in seats, in which seats. is something that they poorly need. Have you ever seen a, when they pan into the crowd at a Pistons I, game I've now? I've been to a couple Pistons games. So, oh, my God, yeah. It is tragic. Yeah, it, it is. It's like you get to the third quarter and you're down by 20 and everyone's already filtering out the doors. Yeah, it's, yeah there's no LaMelo there. Ball... You know, absolute potential to be rookie of the year just off the bat, and like that—that's gonna yeah. get people interested in Detroit, and that I think that's ideal for Detroit if they get a f- top four, or five pick in the draft, can develop Lamelo Ball because maybe you just trade away Blake for a, if you could somehow convince some idiot to give up a pick for Blake Griffin because like. Actually, I, I say that Blake Griffin can still be a competent basketball player. I, I agreed with everything you said about how well he's rounded out his game. I think that he can he can totally be an asset to a contender who aren't gonna. It's totally injuries yeah. now. Yeah. So give give up uh give up a first round pick. He's probably less likely to get injured if he only has to play like eighteen twenty minutes a game. Yeah. 
and that that could yeah. be a and doesn't have to. You have Blake Griffin's a six man. That would be pretty cool. Like, that'd be yeah. Tight. That would be a great six yeah. man option. So maybe you just do that. You go full rebuild because I think that's what the Pistons potentially need to be doing. I mean, we've been playing this limbo eight seed or first team out of the playoff game for like since since like 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. since ripping all that oh, left. Yeah. So it's it's time to commit. I think. Um, which is sad to say because even when we are the eighth seed and have to play Giannis or LeBron yeah. in the first round, I was always like, well, there's a chance yeah, that this Detroit know. team LeBron pulls it together. ACL. <laughs> but never, ha- never even came close. I don't think we won a game <laughs> in the last three playoff series we've been in. I think, but, uh, yeah, I think that, I, I think that's like the cardinal sin of NBA general managers is declaring that you're back too early. And I think yeah. that's what the Knicks have been Definitely. doing for the last 30, 30 <laughs> years. It's just been going like, okay, everybody, the Knicks have... Actually, the Wizards yeah, do that all back. the time, too. We're back. We're yeah. ready. we got our trio. we got our core together. We're ready to go. I, I agree with you. I think that the Pistons should uh, trust the process for a couple seasons, draft nicely, because they do have good young pieces that could turn out really mm-hmm. well. Is that me? Oh, hey, we're back. There we go. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. I don't know what happened. Yeah, there. I just dropped out for a sec. It's all good. But, yeah, uh, probably time to rebuild. Yeah, <laughs> probably time. <laughs> okay, we've been recording for uh, for a minute now. We could probably, yeah, probably wrap things up. Start wrapping yeah, it up. All right, sure. Well, good, thank you so much for hopping on. I hope that I get to have you back oh, on again. Dude, I would love to come on anytime. Oh, this has been a blast. Please, it's, please, please let me. I, I don't get me wrong. I enjoy talking to myself, but it's it's definitely <laughs> been a welcome change to to have someone yeah. on. And I think especially when we have actual basketball to react to and talk yeah. about too, yeah. would be, be a would easier. be really nice to talk to someone else about that. Yes, sir. So yeah, yes, thanks sir. so much for coming on. I will put links to uh, Wolverine Sports TV in the description. I'm gonna be hopping on your pod nice. too. Uh, yeah, that'll be soon. fun, man. So that'll be good fun talking about uh, some Michigan basketball in the NBA. Yes, sir. So that, that'll be fun to watch in in the bubble too. We got a couple of guys who yeah. will be making some moves. Looks like they're giving Mo some actual minutes. Yeah, they, and in in the limited minutes that he has played for the Wizards, he's crazy efficient, like crazy yeah. efficient. So love to Mo, see it. Mo, Karis, Duncan, Jamal Crawford. Ooh. Jamal Crawford. <laughs> Jamal Crawford dude. Tim and Trey. Yeah. Tim and Trey. Tim, you see Tim what Trey is doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw what yes, Trey was sir, doing. Dude. Yeah. Okay, well. Good stuff. Thank you so much for hopping on. That's going to that's gonna do it for uh, today's episode of Don't Bust My Bubble. And uh, I'll catch you guys tomorrow for the first day of Agile NBA basketball. So exciting nice. stuff. Peace out. Okay, bye-bye.